Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. I'm not sure Cape Town had such a good one over the weekend, and particularly yesterday. News from the region very, very disturbing, and it really does seem as though uh, people were in a lot of trouble yesterday. Not simple at all. Reinhard Geldenhuis is a manager of emergency services at Overberg District Municipality. Reinhard, a very, very good morning to you. I hope things are just a little bit easier this morning. <laughs> good morning, yes. Um, we're not having a good time, but we're having mm-hmm. a better time. Okay, so um, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, we woke up to a little bit of sunshine, but it's turned darker again. But um, a lot of our water levels are dropping, so it's getting better. But obviously, a lot of people still distressed and out of their houses and so on. Yeah, because some of the photos that we're seeing, you know, when you look at that kind of water level, those houses are not going to be inhabitable for for some time, even when the water uh, when the water dissipates. People are out of their homes for a while. No, absolutely. Um, if you look at some of the areas um, that was the hardest hit, um, you know, some some houses had water just flowing through; others were sta- while standing in water. Mm-hmm. And um, what we're getting now is the Breda River. That whole area is now only coming down. Those houses will be underwater in the next couple of hours. So, so it's still ongoing and it's going to be repairs. And I'm not even talking about the roads, uh, repairs and, and, you know, mitigation is going to go on for a long time. Was this fully anticipated? It was. Um, well, anticipate is a, is a wide term. Mm. Um, you know, we, we do get cut off, cut off lows and so on. Um, the weather service was actually very good. Uh, we saw this coming. We had the warnings out. We had meetings with the weather services. It was upgraded to a level nine. Um, and to put that in context, the big storm where we, where Cape Town was damaged and Eisner burned down, that was a level eight. Wow. So, so this is the highest that we've, highest warning that we've ever had since the inception of the warning system. So, so we, Yes, we anticipated it, but I don't think anyone realized how quick and the magnitude in a short time that we're going to get. Um, you know, we were, we, we refer back to our, almost want to say our experience and models. If it rains here, that river is going to rise in so many hours mm-hmm. and so many hours. It just happened in a quarter of the normal time. So the, I mean, this obviously, if you're talking about something that's almost unprecedented in terms of warning, it, it, uh, it what, what does that mean for people? Are they, do, is there an understanding that, right, this is a level nine warning, uh, this means that people in low-lying areas need to do that, maybe they need to evacuate, uh, is there, because obviously it's helpful if a stage or level corresponds to certain actions. Do we have yeah. that? We we have that. And and you know, we have a good explanation of what it what does a level nine mean. Mm. But for for the man in the street, um, yeah, okay, well fine, you know so so let me rephrase that. So if you saw the level nine warning on Friday or at that stage it was a level six, do you cancel your holiday plans to mm, come to Strasbourg? Mm, exactly. That's um, a guess and, the question. and most people, yeah, most people did not do that because 
Um, yeah, it's another level six warning for rain, and we've mm-hmm. had it this winter. We've had several of them. Um, so I think in that respect, um, it, it probably, if people understood it better, they would not get themselves into trouble. But then again, you know, the, the, the rescues that we were doing and, you know, the evacuations, it wouldn't have made a difference, right. if, if I can put it to you that way. But I do think that this now, this forms a benchmark. People can now relate to a level nine. Well, this was a level nine, so a six will be this. So if we ever, and heaven forbid, if we ever have to put out a level ten, I think people is going to sit up and, and take, take notice. notice. Yeah, is yeah. this is this connected at all? You know, we've had uh, the this this these wave surges, uh, spring tide. Is this connected to the same episode, or is this something completely different? No, it's completely different. The waves, the waves were definitely also a storm cell, um, but that was connected to the extremely high tide that we had. Um, so this is a this is a brand new system that that we were aware of that started forming about five six days ago already. And how did the emergency services cope? If you look back on it, hopefully now it'll it'll start easing. But uh, this incredibly intense period, twenty four hours or thirty six, whatever it was, how did the the emergency services uh, cope with this? Well, I, I'm, I am going to make a contradiction and say we were overwhelmed, but we mm. coped. Um, if you can understand right. that, uh, I actually so, can. You so, know. Mm. yeah. So, so a lot of calls, a lot of um, you know um, emergencies and rescues and evacuations. But as I said to other people as well, we're very fortunate in the Western Cape that we we've got a very good integrated response and integrated relationships. So, so we work together. We've got a good uh, provincial structure. Um, and on the ground, we've got good relationships with our emergency medical um, teams, uh, NSRI teams, NGOs that we could deploy. So, so we've got access to resources, um, which makes a huge difference. You know, um, police teams that come out. And so I almost want to say the official barriers are broken down in incidents like this. And we can communicate and task and without too much hassles. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of in, in terms of what you're anticipating over the next couple of days, well, the the forecast is for obviously for less rain, and that's um, um, subsiding quite dramatically now. Right, uh, a lot of water runoff obviously still coming out of the mountains and in the catchment areas. Uh, levels are dropping, but um, you know now the assessments become. Necessary. Um, we don't know what the impact on the agricultural sector is. They were, they were ready for an absolute bumper crop this year, right. and now all of a sudden right. the fields are underwater. So, right. Right. so we we are only beginning to understand the damage at this stage. Um, should, should, at the moment, we're yeah. still obviously still people orientated, sure. um, trying to make sure everyone's safe and looked after. And then the infrastructure and that type of damage needs to be assessed. Should this, uh, should the area be declared uh, a, a, an emergency, a, a, a state of an emergency area? A disaster. A disaster. Area. Well, it's mm. you know, yeah, it's it's going to it's going to depend on on it's really going to depend on rands and cents at the end of the day, um, unfortunately, because the people we can take care of through our normal systems. Is, um, if the roads departments and so on say, no, we can deal with this under our flood relief, then that's not going to be an issue. The agricultural side, it might become an agricultural disaster. 
But, you know, there are so many factors that play into declaring a disaster. It's not just a matter of declaring a disaster and getting the money. Um, it doesn't work like that. So, um, you know, it's a process that we will go through together with provincial disaster management and then ultimately national disaster management to make that decision. And uh, that is where we leave it. Just keep doing the incredible life-saving and uh, uh, very valuable work that you are doing. That's Reinhard Geldenhuis, Manager of Emergency Services at Overberg District Municipality, giving us a sense of what they had to deal with over the last uh, 36 hours.